Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into an all-new edition of the Metropolitan Report. My name is Alfred Parsar Jr., and here on this program, we talk about any and everything New York Mets. Uh, today is Thursday, July 22nd, 2021, and on today's program, we are going to discuss the Mets' uh, recent games in Cincinnati, uh, where they played the Reds on Tuesday and yesterday. Uh, we're also going to look ahead to this weekend series against the Toronto Blue Jays. Plus, I am going to make my trade deadline predictions, who I would want to see come to the Mets and who I would like to see go. Uh, but before we get into all of that, uh, the New York Mets are currently coming into today in first place in the National League East. They have a record of 50-43, and 43, good for a win percentage of 53%. Trailing them in second place are the Philadelphia Phillies. They are 47 and 47, 500 on the nose. They're three and a half games back. The Atlanta Braves, they are four and a half games back. Uh, they are 46 and 48. Washington is 45 and 50, uh, six games behind. And the Miami Marlins, as has been the case to most of this season, in the cellar in the NL East, 41 wins, 55 losses, 10 and a half games back. Uh, this New York Mets team is off today. There is no game today uh, for the New York Mets. Uh, the Phillies on a two-game losing streak. They caught fire uh, right as the second half started. Uh, as for this New York Mets team, they conclude their road trip where they won one game out of three against the Pittsburgh Pirates and have won two out of three from the Cincinnati Reds. It's crazy. The games that we're supposed to win and the teams that we're supposed to beat, we don't beat. But the competitive teams, the good teams, we do beat the Cincinnati team. Uh, trailing the Milwaukee Brewers coming into today, six and a half games back in that NL Central. Uh, they're 49 and 47 as a result of the Mets series. Uh, but let's talk about it. So on Tuesday uh, at Cincinnati, uh, the Mets unfortunately lost that game. They only lost by a run. Uh, bad news again, more injury news coming out of that game. Robert Stock, who started that game, we mentioned him on Tuesday's report, uh, the starting pitcher who was acquired uh, via waivers from the Chicago Cubs. He gets injured in the top of the second inning uh, after he grounded out and was trying to beat the throw to first, uh, later reported to be a hamstring injury, so he goes on the 10-day IL. Uh, before the game, it was announced that Jose Peraza has a fractured finger. He's on the 10-day IL. So this Mets team continuing to add to the injured list as they have been doing all season long. But again, a competitive game. Uh, the Reds won 4-3. The Mets, uh, they lost this game in both the third and the eighth inning. I'll tell you why. Uh, the Mets uh, tied the game 1-1 after one inning. Of course, the Mets being a visiting team, they bat first. Cincinnati got uh, two runs in the third. Uh, the Mets got it, got one back in the seventh. Cincinnati got that one back, one back as well in the seventh. The Mets scored in the eighth, and they couldn't muster up anything in the ninth. Uh, not a bad uh, pitching performance by half of the of the bullpen. Yancy Diaz didn't allow a run. Aaron Loop, of course, has been phenomenal all year. And uh, Drew Smith also didn't allow a run. Uh, it was just Robert Stock, uh, Jeff Hartley, who was claimed off waivers from the Pittsburgh Pirates. And for you to get DFA'd from the Pirates, that, that says a lot right there. And uh, Steven Nogasek, 
uh, who took the loss. He gave up uh, the lead. Well, he broke the tie game, and, and he was the pitcher of note when the Cincinnati Reds took the lead. I uh, can't really say much because it was only a one-run loss. Of course, uh, if you look at the box score, the Mets had nine hits the entire game. That's not a bad team total for hits. Uh, Cincinnati won this game. They only scored one more run and had one more hit than the Mets did, so what can you say? Also, uh, some news from this Cincinnati Reds-New York Mets series before we move on. Uh, Mets broadcaster uh, Gary Cohen of SNY uh, made some derogatory comments about a staple of Cincinnati cuisine uh, on air uh, during Tuesday's uh, Mets-Reds game. Uh, Gary Cohen talked about the Cincinnati Skyline five-way chili, and he's got the whole city of Cincinnati and the Cincinnati Reds fan base uh, very upset with him. Uh, here's what he had to say. This is the local delicacy known as Skyline Chili, the five-way with the spaghetti and the beans and the cheese. Five way. First, the, uh, the disgusting chili gravy. And what do you and put on the onions? Do you put some mustard or something on that? Wait, wait a second. When you, after the onions comes the cheese, and that's what makes it the five way. Here we go. Is the cheese. They put like 10 tons of shredded cheese on there. And this is supposed to be food that you actually eat. Now, does the cheese melt, or is that a. a... Ronnie, Ronnie, have you ever had skyline chili? I have not. I would recommend... Not having it? Well, no. You, you need to try everything once. Okay. Right? All right. If it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. Try it once, and then you'll never eat it again. And again, as I said before we rolled the clip, uh, the people of Cincinnati were not happy. Uh, a lot of negative things by Cincinnati residents and Cincinnati Reds fans were aimed at Gary Cohen and uh, poor Ron Darling, the innocence of Ron Darling. Um, Ron Darling, just he, he was just lost. Uh, you could tell he has never been uh, introduced to the Cincinnati skyline five-way chili. Uh, I actually looked it up to see what it looked like, and it uh, doesn't look too appetizing. Spaghetti, beans, sauce, onions, and cheese. Uh, sounds like heartburn city, so... Yours truly will not be trying the Cincinnati Skyline 5-Way Chili should I ever make it to the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. However, the very next day, yesterday against the Reds, and we said this on Tuesday's edition of the Metropolitan Report, uh, how Marcus Stroman uh, started off the season hot, and his, his last few starts he couldn't win a game. Well, he won a game yesterday. Marcus Stroman pitched brilliantly. Uh, he went eight innings, only gave up one hit, walked one, and struck out seven. Dominant performance. Uh, great bounce-back performance from Marcus Stroman. This is the Marcus Stroman that we need to see for the rest of the season as the dog days of summer are here. Uh, of course, the, the NL East is still up for grabs. It's a wide-open race. It's the Mets division to lose, especially because if the Phillies happen to beat the Yankees today, they gain ground in the division only because the Mets are off today. So... Um, this is the Marcus Stroman we need to see. Uh, he's our, he's the number two in our rotation, even though uh, Taiwan Walker has been performing more like a number two than Stroman has. But still, nonetheless, uh, Stro has to has to have more performances like this. 
Uh, again, he, he went eight innings, gave up no runs, uh, walked one, only gave up a hit. Uh, it was a one-hit affair uh, for, the, for the Mets uh, yesterday in Cincinnati. The Mets also scored seven runs. Seven runs. And out of the seven home runs, uh, Jonathan VR uh, with a home run. Dom Smith uh, hit a moonshot, a grand slam. Uh, and uh, Luis Guillorme, so three home runs to account for the seven runs. Uh, the Mets showing a lot of power lately, uh, especially with that wild, wacky affair that went on for 11 innings on Monday. Mets having a lot of power. Uh, since this second half has, has started, the Mets showing a lot of power. We got to see if it's consistent and if and if we can keep it up. So uh, the Mets showing power. Uh, great pitching performance yesterday. Of course, again, uh, Stroh, uh, eight, eight shutout innings. And then look who came in in the ninth, Jerry's Familia, who struck out the side to end the game in the bottom of the ninth. So uh, a strong performance, and we are going to need this type of performance this weekend because the Toronto Blue Jays are coming to town. They are coming to Flushing, and the Toronto Blue Jays, just like uh, most of the teams in the American League East, have something to play for. Now let's shift gears to this Toronto Blue Jays series. The first game of the series at City Field. Uh, very interesting uh, turn of events. Of course, that game, first pitch scheduled for 7:10 p.m. Uh, it's going to be Tyler McGill, the rookie, who has been solid all season. He hasn't pitched well enough to get a decision, but he's 0-0 with a 2.63 ERA. He has looked very good. And... His counterpart on the mound for the Toronto Blue Jays is a familiar face to Flushing. Uh, this is going to be a bit of a homecoming. Steven Matz, who is having a bounce-back season of sorts with the Toronto Blue Jays. Of course, if you remember, he was traded uh, this offseason in the winter uh, to the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Steven Matz comes into this game with a record of eight wins, four losses, with a 4.43 ERA. So uh, this could be a revenge game for him. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, I did say that they, they have something to play for. In the American League East standings, they are 48-44. and 44. They are eight games behind the Boston Red Sox. Plenty of baseball left. They could catch them. Uh, and they are four and a half out of the final wild card spot being held by the Oakland Athletics. So plenty of baseball to be played. Uh, and there is plenty to play for for the Toronto Blue Jays. So this is going to be an interesting series because the Mets are trying to hold on to first place. Uh, the Blue Jays are just trying to get in the playoffs, period. So uh, this series is pivotal for both teams. Of course, this Toronto Blue Jays team, uh, they're a tremendous team, a talented team, a young team. Uh, they have uh, the possible American League MVP this season on their team, uh, MVP candidate in Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, they also have Kavan Biggio, they have Bo Bichette, they have Teoscar Hernandez, and of course, uh, the 2017 World Series hero, the veteran George Springer. Uh, they have a talented uh, pitching rotation as well. So the, the Toronto Blue Jays, they're not a team to sleep on. They are a dangerous team. So uh, they're four games above 500. The Mets are seven games above 500. So we'll we'll see what happens. Um, oh, and how could I forget Marcus Simeon too, who is 
been on fire uh, on and off this season. He's also on the Toronto Blue Jays. So, again, this is going to be uh, a series to watch. I expect some fireworks, and uh, no pun intended, because the Mets promised fireworks tomorrow night after the game. Uh, but this should be a good series. I'm going to go on a, on a limb here and predict that the Mets take two out of the three games. Uh, again, it's uh, Tyler McGill versus Steven Matz in game one. Uh, game two is the ace of the Blue Jays staff, Hunjin Ryu, going up against uh, Taiwan Walker, who was our all-star representative this season. Uh, Hunjun Ryu, the former uh, Los Angeles Dodger, um, he's 9-5 with a 3.32 ERA this season. Taiwan Walker, 7-3 with a 2.99 ERA. And then the wild card in the series. The rumor is Jacob deGrom will be activated and can possibly pitch in Sunday's game. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays have announced that they're going to send Ross Stripling to the mound. He's 3-6 and six with a 5.04 ERA. Uh, if DeGrom pitches, I got to go DeGrom, but this looks this looks pretty good on, on, on paper here, uh, the first two games. I think McGill will pitch well again. I don't think he's faced uh, any, any, any team with a lineup as dangerous as Toronto's, but uh, it remains to be seen what will happen. Uh, Taiwan Walker versus Ryu could go either way. I think the All-Star prevails. And then Sunday will, it remains to be determined what happens on Sunday. Uh, but yeah, the schedule is going to get tough as well. Uh, after today, the Mets' next off day is August 9th. Uh, that includes uh, a 10-game homestand, Toronto, uh, Friday through Sunday. Uh, they play the Atlanta Braves five times in four days with a doubleheader Monday. And then the Cincinnati Reds come to town on Friday for a three-game series before the Mets go to Miami for four and Philly for three. Uh, that Philly series is going to be pivotal. Uh, the standings may fluctuate uh, at the end of that series, so you never know. But uh, the Mets, uh, these injuries are, are piling up. Members of the bench mob, members of the bullpen, members of the rotation. And uh, again, another blow, Jose Peraza. Now the Mets... Uh, in their transaction news, uh, if we'll go over it, and uh, this was uh, interesting, yesterday, the Mets, who previously designated Billy McKinney for assignment, have traded him to the Los Angeles Dodgers for minor league outfielder Carlos Rincon, again, just no no room on the roster for McKinney, uh, Jeff Hartlieb optioned down to AAA Syracuse. Uh, we mentioned earlier that Robert Stock went on a 10-day IL as well. And in terms of call-ups from Syracuse, that'll ride the shuttle to Flushing. Uh, Nick Tropiano and Travis Blankenhorn uh, will join the Mets starting tomorrow for their series against the Blue Jays. They'll be on the Major League roster. So a lot of movement in the organization as far as call-ups, send-downs, and placement on the injured list. And uh, this Mets team has been banged up a majority of the year. Uh, no, it just doesn't surprise me anymore. But but one thing you cannot fix in the season is health. Like I've said plenty of times on this program before, you cannot trade for health. You cannot acquire health via free agency with a signing. You can't acquire health with a minor league call-up. It's, it's just one thing that you cannot fix. 
You just got to put the, the best team you can out there and hopefully uh, nobody gets hurt. And uh, the Mets currently have Francisco Lindor, uh, Jacob deGrom, who could pitch either Sunday or Monday, uh, but he's on the IL too. And now uh, Peraza, Robert Stock, and uh, Carlos Carrasco. Interesting about Carlos Carrasco, and here's an update. Uh, Carlos Carrasco gave up three home runs in a rehab start at Double A Binghamton for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, the Mets Double A affiliate. Now that that could be very telling. Either he could have just had a bad outing because every pitcher has a bad outing, or because of the long layoff and and the injuries, maybe he, he just doesn't have his stuff. It remains to be seen. Uh, I'm going to attribute this to just a fluke right now, but uh, it, 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 it'll be tough to tell. I hope that he doesn't give up three home runs in a start uh, when, when he finally does make his Mets debut. Uh, Carlos Carrasco, again, uh, was a longtime Cleveland Indian, came to the Mets in the Lindor trade, and he he had a great 2017. He was dominant in 2017, was, was, a, was a great pitcher. Before the emergence of Shane Bieber, uh, he was the number one starter for the Indians. So, you know, he, ha- he had the bout with leukemia, and he hasn't been the same since. But he-, but he was slated to be the Mets' number two this season. Looks like he'll be the number four. But I hope that that start in Binghamton is not indicative of things to come. Carrasco's next location he'll be pitching in before he gets to Flushing will be Syracuse. Uh, his next rehab start will be for the Syracuse Mets. Uh, he did well in Brooklyn, got banged up in Binghamton, and hopefully uh, in Syracuse uh, he'll fare better and have a better result of that uh, from that start. Um, and hopefully uh, he can uh, debut already. July is going to be over in a week. He was slated to come back mid-July. Well, we're, we're, we're past mid-July now, so... Uh, hopefully, uh, we can get Carrasco down the stretch and hopefully, uh, his emergence in the rotation, uh, which is well needed, but, uh, his appearance in the rotation will help because the Mets are banged up at starting pitcher. Uh, David Peterson's still on the IL. He's a ways away from returning. Uh, and again, DeGrom is out. We don't know if he'll come back, even though he's slated to come back this weekend. Um, and we got to rely on more than just, uh, Walker, Stroman, and McGill. But if the Mets are at full health and they have DeGrom, Stroman, Carrasco, Walker, and McGill, maybe we don't need a fifth starter. But if they go out and get another starter, then maybe McGill is the odd man out. Uh, We're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back, and I'm going to give my predictions uh, for the trade deadline, and I'm going to tell you guys who I want and who I would like to see go. You're listening to the Metropolitan Report. I am Alfred Parsar Jr. Do you have an event that needs a design? How about planning? You can take care of all your event needs with ARJ Signature Design, run by Alnisa Reed Jenkins, where you can get custom floral designs, event designs, set designs, as well as retail and commercial installs. You can get all that done by Alnisa Reed Jenkins of ARJ Signature Design, with event planning and event designing, and is also a family-run business. Again, that's ARJ Signature Design, and you can go ahead and get your free consultation by contacting Miss Reed Jenkins at arjsignaturedesign.com. 
They do a great job. And again, if you need any event florals, custom floral designs, or a set design, whether you're commercial, retail, or personal, ARJ Signature Design can get the job done for you. Again, that's ARJSignatureDesign.com for your free consultation now. What's up, y'all? This is Barry Grant Jr., host of the All Even Podcast. I'm tuning in with my man, Alfred, host of the Metropolitan Report. That's the only place that I get my Mets news from. Tap in, because trust me, that's crazy. Hey, what's up, guys? Pete Alonzo here from the New York Mets, and uh, I'm here with Alfred, and I just want to say thank you so much to all you guys for listening to the Metropolitan Report. It's a really awesome show. You got some great insight on Mets baseball, and um, yeah, it's I mean, it's a great place where Mets baseball is talked about, and we got a lot of really fun stuff coming up this year. It's just been absolutely tremendous, so thank everybody for listening to the Metropolitan Report, and uh, Alfred, keep doing your thing, and as always, LFGM. We're back on the Metropolitan Report, and before the break, uh, I did say that I would uh, go over some trade deadline targets, players I would want on the Mets, and players that I would trade away. Uh, So the first things first, uh, it's obvious, painfully obvious, that uh, the Mets need another solid starter. Uh, David Peterson has had his moments where he has shined in this season, but for the most part, he's been more bad than good. And he's also banged up right now on the injured list. Uh, Tyler McGill has pitched so well that I don't even think Peterson has a place on the Major League roster should he come back when he's ready to come back. And then Tyler McGill, even though uh, he's a rookie, he's pitched well. Uh, depending on who the Mets may get, he may be the odd man out in the rotation as well. Especially if Carlos Carrasco comes back and pitches extremely well or, or at least has solid outings and McGill uh, maybe the odd man out, but as far as starting pitching is concerned, if I am the New York Mets, I target one of two uh, different starting pitchers. Uh, both of these guys play on teams who are are out of contention at this point. Uh, there's no chance for them to get a playoff spot. Uh, the first one is Herman Marquez of the Colorado Rockies. Uh, in 20 starts this season, he's eight and seven with a 3.50 ERA. Uh, He has 119 strikeouts in 118 and a third innings pitched. Uh, He was the Colorado Rockies' lone all-star representative. He was the only player on the team selected to the all-star game this season. Uh, And much like uh, other players uh, on that Colorado Rockies roster, uh, he may not be a Rocky past the trade deadline, which is next Friday. Uh, also, if I'm looking for starting pitching, uh, I'm going to look at Jose Barrios of the Minnesota Twins. In 19 starts this season, he's 7-4, 3.69 ERA. He has 122 strikeouts uh, in 114 and two-thirds innings. Uh, Barrios, uh, just like Marquez, uh, two solid pitchers. Now, I know Marquez, he has an 8-7 record, but you also got to remember, he plays in Colorado. Uh, His home is in Coors Field, which is bombs away, uh, a hitter's park through and through, especially with that uh, altitude level. Uh, There have been several times where Marquez has had the lead in the game and the the bullpen came and blew up the lead. Also, when you can't win on the road, you know, uh, your your record is is not going to be stellar. Granted, he's one game above 500 in his win-loss record. Uh, Barrios has been a lone bright spot 
in, in a very disappointing Minnesota team. Uh, on paper, if you would have asked any baseball purist uh, who was going to run away with that AL Central, uh, they would have told you the Minnesota Twins before they said either the White Sox or the Indians. Uh, last season, all three teams in the truncated COVID season made the playoffs in 2020. Uh, that will not be the case uh, going forward in 2021. But Barrios, again, solid, solid starter. Uh, he is the ace of that staff. Uh, seven and four, three point six nine ERA. Uh, again, uh, either Marquez or Barrios. Uh, another place where the Mets need help. Uh, they need a, uh, a. They need a bat. They need a bat. Uh, granted, uh, Dom Smith, the grand slam, and 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 the game on Monday with, with home runs galore. But you're not going to have games like that all the time. And this Mets team. Uh, coming into the season, uh, everybody thought they would be an offensive powerhouse on paper, but that has not been the case. Pitching and defense has carried the Mets all year, and they need a solid bat. Um, if I'm the Mets, I'm going to go, and I'm going to uh, try to acquire Chris Bryant from the Chicago Cubs. Bryant was an all-star selection this season. Uh, he's batting 264 with 16 home runs and 48 RBI coming into today. Uh, in 307 at-bats, four stolen bases to boot. He has an OPS of .834, which is not bad. Um, I know his asking price is probably going to be very high, only because he was an all-star, but the Cubs have gone on the record to say that they will be in sell mode at the deadline next Friday. Also, uh, if you can't get Chris Bryant, then... Uh, if I'm Zach Scott and Sandy Alderson, I'm going to turn my attention to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, Adam Frazier, who is a league leader in batting average, he's batting 327. He was also an all-star this season. Uh, now, the difference between Bryant and Frazier, with Frazier, you're going to get a higher on-base percentage. With Frazier, you're going to get a higher batting average, but you but you lose power. Of course, Chris Bryant, more of a, a star than Frazier is, but Frazier batting 327. Four home runs, 31 RBI. He does bat at the top of the Pittsburgh lineup, uh, and he does have five stolen bases, OPS of .843, so uh, slightly higher than Chris Bryant. And then if I'm the Mets, I don't know if you necessarily need to make this move, but with the with the struggles of Miguel Castro, the inconsistency of Trevor May, uh, and, and Edwin Diaz, who in his last three appearances has either uh, blown the lead and blown the save or has been the reason the Mets have lost the game overall, uh, I'm going to try to go ahead and get a closer or a relief pitcher. Or if I, if I get a closer from another team, make him the setup man or make Diaz the setup man, whichever way you want to go. Um, but the bullpen, I do see uh, that the Mets bullpen needs help. Um, Seth Lugo has been... Uh, shaky as well since he's come off the il return from injury uh he has not pitched up to expectations this season there were high expectations for lugo and again may lugo castro and now diaz are uh, are all uh detriments right now uh to that mets bullpen until they get their act together so uh if i'm the mets i go after the chicago cubs craig kimbrell now uh craig kimbrell uh, he has 22 saves this season, 
an ERA of 0.51, so a sub-1 ERA. Uh, he has 61 strikeouts in 35 and one-thirds innings. Uh, that o, that 0.51 ERA stands out to me. Um, and I know that uh, the asking price with stats like that is going to be very high. Uh, I can see the Mets trying to get a package for both Chris Bryant and Craig Kimbrell. Uh, I feel like if we get those two guys, both of them, that, that would be amazing. And uh, uh, that, that, that's the type of numbers you, you, you want uh, somebody in your bullpen to have. In the event that they can't get Craig Kimbrell, uh, I would like to see the Mets go after the Pittsburgh Pirates closer, Richard Rodriguez, uh, who in 36 games this season, uh, his win-loss is, 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 is even great. Uh, four and two uh, with 13 saves this season, 31 strikeouts and 37 and a thirds innings with a 2.65 ERA to boot. So uh, if you can't get Kimbrell, um, Richard Rodriguez is not bad either. Only reason why he doesn't have uh, as much saves as, say, a Mark Melanson uh, or a Craig Kimbrell is because he plays for the Pirates. Pirates don't find themselves in many save situations. But again, the Pirates, uh, even Adam Frazier's price may be uh, a little steep only because he still has time left on his contract. Uh, Richard Rodriguez does as well, but Kimbrell and Bryant, both on the Cubs, their contracts expire at the end of this season. Uh, so I could imagine the Cubs don't want to let them go for nothing. Uh, breaking news here doesn't pertain to the Mets, but, uh, looks like Nelson Cruz, the all-star from the Minnesota Twins, the ageless Nelson Cruz, I might add, he's in his forties. Uh, he's going to the Tampa Bay Rays. This literally just came in as I'm recording this, um, the Rays uh, trying to make a run for the postseason. They're only one game out of first place in the American League East, and they currently hold the first wild card spot in that American League wild card. Uh, but back to the Mets. Uh, now, who do you give up in these trades? Well, the answer is simple. Number one, J.D. Davis. In any package that the, that the Mets put together for any of these guys, J.D. Davis has to go. J.D. Davis still has time on his contract, and he's a good hitter. The only knock on him is defense. Uh, getting Adam Frazier uh, would be good. You could plug Adam Frazier in second. Jeff McNeil has played third in the past. You could have Jeff McNeil play third. Uh, if you get Chris Bryant, obviously Bryant would take over at third. But uh, J.D. Davis, as good of a hitter as he is, uh, he would have to be included in any sort of package that you put together. Uh, I don't care who you go for, but... Uh, he does have to go. Uh, J.D. Davis, his numbers so far this season, he's only, he is a limited sample size, 56 at-bats, uh, a three fifty seven batting average with four home runs and 11 RBI. Uh, the stat that pops out is his batting average at three fifty seven with an OPS of 1.080. So his on-base plus slugging is tremendous. Uh, J.D. Davis, uh, right now he is the carrot that is going to be dangled in front of the rabbit because uh, he is uh, the most value, valuable asset on paper the Mets have to offer as far as pieces they would want to give up. Of course, it would be outlandish to think that uh, uh, somebody like a Pete Alonzo can go or, or somebody like Aaron Loop. Those guys probably, go, you know, going nowhere. But as far as bait, trade bait, it, I, I can see J.D. Davis's trade bait uh, as far as prospects, now here's here's my thing. Whether it's Pittsburgh 
or the Cubs, you have to give up prospects, especially if you're going to go after Adam Frazier, who's having a phenomenal season, or you're going to go after Chris Bryant, who, who at one point was a superstar in baseball. You're going to have to give up prospects. Now, I do not want to give up Brett Beatty, and I don't want to give up Francisco Alvarez. And I know Met fans probably will have an issue with me saying this, but Ronnie Mauricio can go. And I'm going to tell you why. Ronnie Mauricio is a switch-hitting shortstop. We have one of those already. Not only do we have one of those, but he's going to be here for 10 more years. So at this point, unless you can teach him to play a new position, Mauricio is pretty much expendable. And it's, and and when you look at this Mets roster, especially with the way that uh, a lot of players are coming up nowadays, you get a lot of guys who are multi-positional players. Uh, not complete utility guys where they can play everywhere, but a lot of these guys get brought up, you know, they, they learn one, they, they have their, their, their primary position and then they get a secondary position uh, in the outfield or, or in other parts of the infield. So losing Mauricio is not, is, is not a detriment to, to the future of this franchise. Also, if you look at Mauricio, he plays shortstop. He doesn't have a secondary position. Now, granted, Mauricio is young. There is enough time to develop him, say, at a third base, a second base, uh, or even an outfield position. But, again, uh, for those of you who have kept up with Mets minor league news like I have, they're already doing that with Brett Beatty. Brett Beatty is a third baseman. He he was in high A Brooklyn and uh, post-All-Star break uh, after the Futures game. He, he He got promoted to double A Binghamton. And they, and in Brooklyn they were they were uh, giving him starts in left field, uh, having him practice in left field. He's played a couple of games at left field, so he can play third and he can play left. And I'm pretty sure, uh, just like a Jeff McNeil, they'll develop him to probably play right field and or center. So uh, you got a guy who can play infield, outfield, and Brett Beatty. Francisco Alvarez has too much power to be traded. Uh, also, another prospect that. Uh, I would like to see included in the package uh, would be Mark Vientos. Mark Vientos uh, is another third baseman. He's also in double-A Binghamton, having a a good year. Uh, He's had a solid minor league career in the Mets system. But, uh, again, we got to offer up something. And I think uh, having a prospect like uh, Vientos go in that package uh, would be good, too. And if they want one more, uh, they got Franklin Killame in in triple-A Syracuse. Uh, Killamay has been a a star pitcher, uh, one of the uh, in 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 the minors, one of the Mets' uh, prized prospects. Uh, also, Thomas Zapucky, who's been up and down on the shuttle between Syracuse and Flushing, very seldom used. Uh, Killamay was on the forty-man roster up until spring training when when moves had to be made. He got a cup of coffee in the majors toward the end of last season. Appeared in four games, so I don't have an issue with. Killame, Sapucky, Vientos, and Mauricio, any combination of the four, plus J.D. Davis going to the Cubs uh, in a package that will bring uh, Craig Kimbrell and Chris Bryant here uh, to Flushing. And even if the Mets wanted to give up another big leaguer, uh, if you're going to get Kimbrell, somebody in the bullpen's got to be expendable, give him Drew Smith. Drew Smith hasn't been bad for us. 
Drew Smith has not been bad this season at all. Uh, if we look at the numbers uh, for Mr. Drew Smith, he's been uh, one of the better arms that we've had uh, coming out of the bullpen. Uh, Drew Smith, in 22 games this season, win-loss record of 3-1, and 2.76 ERA, 28 strikeouts in 29 and a third's innings. So uh, you could use him uh, as, a, as a trade bait. Or even somebody who, who's had a, a decent season uh, so far. Well, he was red hot until uh, his last couple of appearances. Sean Reed Foley. Um, he was quite a phenomenon in the early months of the season at one point before he had a real bad uh, outing. Uh, he had a, a sub-2 ERA, but he's 2-1 and one with a 5.23 ERA. So uh, the Mets have options of who they can uh, ship away. Again, you've got, uh, from as far as guys with big league experience, Again, J.D. Davis, Sean Reed Foley, Drew Smith, and of course, uh, Mauricio Kilame, Sapucky, or and or Vientos. So lots of collateral for the Mets to, to play around with. I do not, and I absolutely do not, want to see Dom Smith get traded at the deadline. I would hope not. Uh, that, that That's a valuable left-handed bat. Dom Smith is also the type of guy you want to hold on to. Again, a first baseman by trade who to help the team out and get himself some more playing time, went on his own and learned left field. And uh, defensively, he hasn't been bad in left field. So I, I absolutely uh, do not want to see Dom Smith moved. There has been rumors that uh, Dominic Smith uh, could be moved. Uh, and one last name. I'm not too high on him because he's he's in the twilight of his career. He's at the edge of his career. But Josh Donaldson. Uh, also a third baseman, was very dominant in his days on the Toronto Blue Jays. Of course, he's now a Minnesota twin. And uh, Josh Donaldson, they could package him with Barrios. And again, I would just give up the same. J.D. Davis, uh, Sapucky, Vientos, Mauricio, uh, Killame, Drew Smith, Sean Reed Foley. Uh, three or four out of that combination. Uh, Donaldson batting 250. 15 home runs, 41 RBI in 252 at-bats this season with an OPS of 8.35. So again, my trade targets, Herman Marquez from the Rockies, Jose Barrios and Josh Donaldson from the Twins, uh, Chris Bryant and Craig Kimbrell from the Cubs, or Adam Frazier and Rich Rodriguez uh, from the Pittsburgh Pirates. The trade deadline is exactly one week from tomorrow. The deadline is 3 p.m., so uh, in, the, in, in, in the upcoming days to a week, we'll see what moves the Mets make. Those are my predictions, and those are guys who I want, and these are guys who I would ship away. Um, I'm pretty sure some will agree and others will disagree, but uh, that is our trade deadline uh, preview here. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will be back on Monday for our next edition of the Metropolitan Report. Uh, real quick, like I stated before, I think the Mets take two out of three this weekend against the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, I'll be back Monday morning, so I'll make my predictions for the Brave series on Monday morning when, uh, I, uh, you guys rejoin me for another edition of the Metropolitan Report. And with that being said, I've said everything there is to say, and the only thing left to say is, let's go Mets!